Hello, this is Tony Brewer Aaron Dotson with Christianity Now. Christianity Now is the podcast and live stream where we, uh, well, that's cogitations where we think about things, we contemplate <laughs> them. Uh, we, we, we contemplate and think about mm-hmm. uh, Christian uh, issues, timely issues from the timely perspective of God's word. We should be streaming at a new de- destination today, Aaron. We should be on the 2 by 2 podcast yeah. Facebook page. Uh, won't you uh, take this opportunity to read our verse of interest uh, and then our passage of interest? Yeah, that's a Dan Winkler. Uh, that's a Dan Winklerism. Colloquial. No, yes, and what we get today from our passage of interest. <laughs> passage um, of interest. Anyway, uh, here's our. Won't you? Yeah, take yeah. our passage of interest and then tell us a little bit about the two by two podcast and where folks can find that. Here's our uh, passage of interest, the foundation of our podcast here. First Chronicles 12.32, I'm reading from the International Standard Version. It says, The tribe of Issachar supplied 200 leaders along with all of their relatives under their command. They kept up to date in their understanding of the times and knew what Israel should do. And we really like that phrase there. They kept up to date in their understanding. Yeah. Got to have that. Of the times and uh, yeah, exactly. what to do. And before I uh, before I turn it over to Aaron, let him explain to you about the 2 by 2 podcast. If you're here, which we have very relatively few, please share. We are supposed to go live at 12 noon, my time, 11 Eastern, 10 Aaron's. My computer, I, I, I thought we was going to have to cancel the show, quite frankly. So, uh, yeah, that scares me just a little bit. And, uh, cause I don't have a, I don't, if my computer crashes, I don't know what I'm going to do cause I don't have the means to buy another one. So, uh, yeah, up here in this mission work and stuff. Anyway, my point is this, we're going to do the show today and we're going to do the show long enough to get through what we want to get through. We want to go about an hour. So yeah. whoever comes in behind us is just going to have to come in on top of us. And, uh, if that happens, well, we just won't try to do it. We're going to try to be better next week. Aaron? Yes. By the way, it is streaming from two by two. It looks like so. Man, I knew it was. That's what I it had, looks I like. Had this. We got something right there. That's it. Good deal. It. Yeah, the two by two podcast is a Monday show that I do uh, with Brock Kendall and usually guests uh, from the general area here in Northeast Arkansas, and it's uh, based off the idea of Jesus sent them out two by two, mm-hmm. and so. Just the whole idea is just to cooperate, you know, with brethren and not uh, divide over petty things. But anyhow, surely not. Surely not. Anyhow, we do that. Uh, we're doing that right now, first and third Mondays at nine a.m. Central Time. First and third Mondays. Well, that's is when great. We do that. That's great. Now, I, I tell you, uh, I miss having Brock close around. He uh, he's a valuable asset, and I really enjoyed my Monday podcast, the We Talk Truth podcast, with the three of us. Uh, yeah. We had some we had some good talks. Oh yeah, that was good stuff, boy. We riled a lot of people up, didn't we? Yeah, even ourselves. <laughs> yeah, All right. Then we calmed down and learned something. <laughs> now we have three videos today, and I think you could say they're all themed together. Maybe at the end of it, we'll discuss what that theme was. But here's the first. Well, here's the first video. I'm going to. I got them edited all into one video so we don't have to keep coming out, coming in. So let me cue it up here. No, I've never seen this show. All right. Well, you know this guy's going to tell you something 
profound because of the music and the tone and the lighting. Yes. Anyway, I should. And he's like you; he has hair around the face and not much on top, so you know he's going to say something. Well, no, that, 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 that that's legitimate. That's uh, <laughs> that's the holy that that's the holy way to be. Um, Guyan Woods was asking an open forum about have men having long hair. Yeah, and how long's he, too long or something? Well, he or, smiled and a little smirk and said, "Well, well, men, it was at the Freed Hardeman lectures." He said, "Well, men, if your hair is no longer than mine, you'll be fine." Yeah. Of course, Guy in Woods was as bald as a cue ball. Yeah. So that's yeah. what I typically tell people. Hey, listen, this is this is you're not supposed to have long hair, and the only way to know for sure not to have long hair is to have no hair. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, that's but then you grow it on your face. So, <laughs> well, yeah, but the, but the Bible doesn't say anything about that. It, it doesn't. Just says the the head, the head. That's right. No, that's right. That, that way. So if you have hair no longer than mine, man, you know you're fine, Aaron. You need to you need to watch yourself there. You're yeah, I'm edging that way. You're, you're, yeah, yeah. Once mine once mine turns into side hair only, I'm gonna go bald. I'm gonna shave. I already told my wife several years ago. Just I said, honey, I'm not doing the. The, 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 the horseshoe? Yeah, I'm not, I told her. She said, okay. Yeah. Said, I just can't do that. I, 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 I saw too much of that growing up, and I don't yeah. want that on me. Well, I, I, think you, I think you've got a good head to be bald, Aaron. And, Thanks. <laughs> and, and, you know, God, God made a few perfect heads. The rest yeah. he had to cover with hair. Yep. All right. Enough of yep. this. Why, why did we get off on this mess, Aaron? I'm not sure. We saw this video and we heard this music and it made us Guaranteed. think these funny thoughts. All right. Well, let's watch this video. And um, I actually, I've, I've seen this from more than one source, but I pulled it from his because it's the latest source from which I saw it. From which I saw it? Yeah, I think that's correct. Anyway, and um, I like it. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit about it. It's not going to be a huge long segment, but I think it'd be interesting. Now, I've never seen this show and I don't endorse it, but check this out. Did you know that if gravity were slightly more powerful, the universe would collapse into a ball? I did not. Also, if gravity were slightly less powerful, the universe would fly apart and there'd be no stars or planets. Where are you going with this, Sheldon? It's just that gravity is precisely as strong as it needs to be. And if the ratio of the electromagnetic force to the strong force wasn't 1%, life wouldn't exist. What are the odds that would happen all by itself? Why are you trying to convince me to believe in God? You don't believe in God. I don't, but the precision of the universe at least makes it logical to conclude there's a creator. Wow. Okay, so, you know what? That is wow. Yes, um, it is. Let's get us up here. At least where they can see it. I don't want to put the video back down. Go to lose its place. So that is wow. I, I think the theme for the video today, Aaron, is arguing logically and correctly. Now, this video is from a from a this clip is from a show called Young Sheldon. It's streaming on streaming on something, yeah. and uh, Netflix. And this kid's a genius. You know, he's a little bitty kid, all up in high school. He's got a mind. It's it's the the prequel. It's the backstory of Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory that was popular years ago. Okay. And he th these people are like hundred and seventy, hundred and eighty, hundred and you know two hundred and fifty IQ geniuses that um, 
<clears throat> are trying to get through life, and and it gives you everybody loves Sheldon, and it, the Sheldon gives you the backstory. I've tried to explain. I've, I've tried to use this to people lately, even, and I had a conversation with some people on a on a video game that I play um, co op. And they, they were talking about religion. They were talking about how stupid it is. They were talking about the Bible and how we don't, you know, if if you start with uh, with a hundred with with twenty people in the classroom and you whisper something to one person, just all of these illogical, stupid, uninformed, unintelligent arguments that none of them are have any premise based on any premise that is that is not that is either that is either sound. Or true. Now, a, a premise can be sound and not true, but the premise itself is not even sound. Uh, when it, when in relation to in relation to God's word, and the the problem is, um, I think if Christians could learn to be more logical, I remember studying Aristotelian logic in school. I did very well in that class. And I'm going to say this, it's going to sound funny to people, and I don't want you to clip this. I don't want you to go back and tell the teacher I said this or anything. It's just for us and just for us. I didn't, quote, unquote, learn anything. And what I mean by that is what I got out of that class was nomenclature. I, 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 I learned, okay, I know I just said I didn't learn anything, but I'm explaining it. What I got from that class is a nomenclature to be able to label the things that I'd already intuited because my brain works that way. And I think we need to train Christians how to uh, only deal with what's being said, only deal with proper uh, uh, organized reasoning, yeah. and it will help us more. I talked to these people who were very, very, very antagonistic and... I just kept saying, you know what, we're we're having an epistemological discussion about whether or not the the Bible is a is an accurately represented historical document. We're not having a conversation about a moral argument about whether or not you need to believe the Bible. And when I took it from that realm, and I was able to talk about here's why we need to trust the Bible that is accurately represented in history. Then we can get into all this other stuff, but yep. that that video with Sheldon there that hey, if gravity was one pinch different, life <laughs> wouldn't be able to be sustained. I don't believe in God, but I acknowledge that it is logical to believe in God. Yep. Now the reason that's in there. Is because there are many, many, many scientists who are atheists who hold that view. Anyway, that's my spiel. What's yeah. yours? You've got to have that foundation with other people, with other individuals, you know, people that don't have the same worldview that we do. You have to have that foundation of logic and reasoning and not indict their character. You can't start with someone, you're a terrible person because you don't believe in God. Okay. You don't the reason you're wicked is because you don't believe in God, even if that is the case, because that's not going to help them get to where they need to be. It is exactly. true they're acting the way they are because they don't believe in God. But to them that's a fairy tale. So what you're talking to them about is things that they can something of interest to them, something that they can uh 
observe, study, right. gravity, et cetera, and then try to make draw some conclusions, you know, from that, that, you know, these things exist the way they do, and therefore it is rational to believe and logical that there is a higher power that caused this to happen, that put it Absolutely. together the way that they did, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and Christians and, need to learn to, to argue this, to discuss this way, instead of just, well, I just don't, I just don't understand why you don't believe the Bible. That's just yeah. stupid. You don't believe the Bible? I tell you, our country's just going downhill. Uh, well, and, well. <laughs> you know something I've never done? I've never argued with an atheist. Well, when I say an atheist, Aaron, I believe atheist and, and, and the Easter Bunny and Santa Claus all fall into the same camp. It's things that are make-believe. Yeah. It's things people convince themselves are real when they're too immature to understand exactly what is real. I think you're right. I don't think there's an atheist in the world. I don't. Yeah, I think I don't they're all either. agnostic. I do too. Anyway, that's just my two cents. Yeah. Now, where was I going with that, Aaron? Oh, yeah. Um, I, I'm going to use the word atheist, though, accommodatively, because that's how they identify. Yeah. That made me feel. Like oh that. yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that's what they call them, themselves. That's what they call themselves. <laughs> um, so I've never, I've never argued with an atheist about inspiration of the Bible. He's not there yet. Yeah. If, if in order to have an argument with an atheist about inspiration from the Bible, the atheist has to acknowledge that there is something from which or from whom could the Bible could be inspired. Yeah. Like no, 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 no. First, let's. You, so you, you, there's two different paths. One is Sheldon's path here. It's logical to conclude the entity from whom the Bible would come. Other path is the Bible an accurate representation of the ancient writings that were originally written. All right, so you got you got two, you got two there. All right, mm-hmm. now, um, yeah, Saint Nicholas may have been real, but Santa Claus is not. That's just, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I, but I get what you're saying. Um, but anyway, so the, and and that's where I, that, honestly, that that's where I got these guys. Yeah. Now they're not any one of them is not any less antagonistic to organized religion. And he doesn't believe any more that the Bible is true than he does now. But he at least understands that the Bible in its whole from Genesis to Revelation is the most scrutinized ancient historical text that we have. And it is the most corroborated and and supported uh, and, and, and true ancient uh, historical manuscript or text yeah. that we have. Book of Antiquity. Book of Antiquity. That's a yeah. better, probably better Absolutely it is. Now, now uh, that's a step. Yes. That's a step. Because he went from thinking the Bible had been written like a thousand times. I'm like, I said, look, if, if, if that were the case, just the New Testament only, you could go back 2,000 years, and it's kind of like the quote-unquote evolutionist and their, and their missing links you would be able to see the evolution from its original to what we have now. But we don't see that. We Every time we find a manuscript that is older than the oldest that we currently have, it corroborates what, come, what, what we found before. Yeah. 
the Dead Sea Scrolls are tremendous evidence. The, oh man, yes. The the Deutero Isaiah totally yeah. blown out of the water. Yes. What what the what the Dead Sea Scrolls what they verify is that the text was faithfully copied from about 250 till 1000 AD, 250 BC yes. to about a 900 AD. Because yes. the Isaiah, there was a complete scroll of Isaiah, and it said the same thing that the copy we previously had, the oldest previous copy yes. in 900 AD. So, and, and my point is, if the only copy we have of Isaiah is from 250 BC, which is the 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 Septuagint, it doesn't matter because it still prophesies of things in the first century. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When's the last time you got something right 250 years before the time? Yeah. Exactly. When's the last time the weatherman got it right with 100% accuracy? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Anyway. And there's more than just Isaiah, of course. There's the other prophets as well. It wasn't oh, just yeah. one prophet. Well, that's a thing. And, of course, we didn't have time enough on that call, on that on that chat to get into it. But yeah. it's very interesting. I, I've Anthony's got me into playing this video game called Elden Ring, and I've went online and found a group uh, that kind of plays together. And, and it's it's been very neat. I've met some cool people. and Some kind of yeah. role-playing game, I'm sure. No, it's not a role-playing oh, game. Oh, it's okay. A, okay. It's a it's a combat game. It's um, Oh, okay. I don't know. You just have to look. I'll send you a video. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, Scott Beck says, I listened to a logic uh, debate online class from MSOP. It was very interesting and helpful. Absolutely. You know, and I think everybody ought to go through it, really. Uh, well, excuse me. Everybody that thinks, everybody that's the type of person that, that knows they're going to be in a discussion with yeah. someone who would be on the opposite side of the fence. Yeah, anybody with interest, for sure, you know, you can. And there's tons of debates out there, and I'm sure there are a number of brotherhood debates that I've not really accessed, but yeah. I, I used to have a lot of them. I kind of whittled it down to about five or 10 of them that I thought were pretty good. And yes. Well, but you know what I wanted to say, Tony is the underlying theme here. I think is that like not indicting an agnostics character, like in this you know, one video, it is true. You, you remember like brother Thomas B. Warren, and I, I, you know, he lived in a different time as me, and I didn't know him personally. But from the thing, like watching his debate and reading one or two of his debates, it seems he tried to be careful to exhibit a kind and res, a you know a respectful attitude yeah. is the right word toward his opponent. Right. He, I mean, he he would do his best, I think, to nail down and destroy what the guy was saying because it was error. But he would he would from time to time say, folks, it's not, you know, it's not Mr. Flew's intelligence. It's not his character even. It's his position. He is married to this position, and this position is foolish. And he would yeah. show how and why. Uh, Alan hires to Gibbons, Roy Gibbons. Okay. Anyway, <clears throat> debate on instrumental music. He said, talked about how much he he liked the man, how much he 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 does have respect for him, and however though he does not have that love or respect for his proposition yeah. and his position, and he will seek to destroy that proposition forthrightly and without mercy. Yep. Well, I mean, we, that's we, what debate's for. That, that's what debate is for. And, and we've got to figure out how to do that. And I don't watch a whole lot of debates because, quite frankly, 
I haven't seen anybody in modernity bait, debate that I think is just real good at it. Yeah. And yeah. I know what you're saying, Tony. What some people say, well, do you think you, you do better? Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. But I know the time and investment in it. And I know the team that I would have to surround myself with. And I just, I don't have the time or the ability to invest. You take uh, a lot of work. Yes, exactly. And uh, I think I think there are people that have a lot of quote-unquote clout in the brotherhood that's highly respected in the church Christ <laughs> that yeah. it would be easy for them to get a support team. Yeah. Because they got clout, but they're absolutely garbage in a debate where I don't have any clout in the church of Christ, so I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to get the support team. <clears throat> you can't be a good debater without a good support team. Um, you know, you can't you can't do it solo, not the whole no, package. Especially if you're gonna like you need a team, you need to sit down, you need to but probably a team of four or five people that for you plan your debate a year in advance for eight months you meet once a month and for the last four months you probably meet once a week and anyway that, that's all it, i got to say about that like you would have to have brethren that financially and morally supported you yes on a weekly basis to just focus on that I, that's just all i'll focus that's, on the debate that's all i'll say yeah that's it that's it yeah. All right. Uh, Scott Cook says, late again. I wish I could figure out how to get my phone to beep when y'all go live. Ha ha. You, me and you both, because uh, I don't. I know of so many people that have that problem. So many people. And uh, Scott, oh, no, I got Scott. And good morning, Connie Barton. I never did acknowledge your existence. I'm uh, sorry. And let's check out our next one. Yeah, go ahead. And, and, and we've been talking a while, and uh, I can't... Uh, I can't remember which one's next, so I'm going to be just as surprised as you are. <laughs> are you ready? Yeah. Hey, oh, I remember. Let me. This is that Dan McClan or McClacken or something like that. And um, <laughs> so um, this guy's like a multi-PhD holder. He is a Mormon. His, I, I, it is from him that I get this catchphrase, data, not dogma. He teaches stuff that denies his Mormon religion. <laughs> he is not sound. He is liberal, ultra-progressive, thinks, just trust me. He, he However... He is a scholar, and there are some scholarly things to which he is faithful. That's all I'm going to say. Let's get it. Everybody, the falling water levels at the Euphrates River have nothing to do with any syllable of the book of Revelation. They have to do with climate change and a proliferation of dams along the waterways. There are no angels bound under the Euphrates River, and the Bible doesn't even say there are supposed to be. The book of Revelation only talks about angels being bound at the Euphrates River, and the book of Revelation is about first century Christians and their persecution at the hands of the Roman Empire and an apocalyptic vision that is a critique of Rome. Well, that's why I teach it. <laughs> that's why John taught it. 
I, I believe so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you have seen a shaky video showing some dirt with audio of somebody groaning into a can, that is a hoax. It was a hoax in 2018 when it first started <laughs> spreading on the internet, when it purported to be at the grave of recently assassinated Pakistani cleric Sami ul Haq. It was a hoax then, it's a hoax now. None of this even fits the narrative in Revelation either. The drying up of the Euphrates River is from Revelation 16, and it's supposed to follow the sixth angel pouring out their bowl. None of the events that are supposed to precede it have happened. Uh, the loosing of the four angels so that they can kill a third of humanity are from Revelation 9, following the sixth angel sounding their trumpet. None of the events that were supposed to precede that have happened either. 2022 is not the end of the world, and if you're trying to scare people into thinking it is, you need to stop. I like it. <laughs> so again... The, 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 I think the running theme for all these videos is arguing logically, being logical, being sound in your reasoning. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the one with uh, Sheldon, you know, look, this and this and this, therefore, it's logical to conclude this. Not yeah. a lot of emotion there. This, this video here. I mean, we, we could have an entire show about end-time prophecies and stuff like that that are not true. That's not really what I want to focus on. I want to focus on this idea of Christians believing these crazy things. I, I, I met a guy in Strathmore uh, where I was in Toronto. That dude believed that, the, that Noah's Ark is actually on a mountain somewhere in Turkey. Like, it was incontrovertible. I'm like, dude, that's a hoax. It's been proven it's a hoax. <laughs> You're 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 so crazy that you believe all this stupid stuff that's out there, you know. Um, what else? Uh, the the uh, the story of the Hubble Space Telescope. I've I've tried, and maybe some of our listeners help me. I, I want to find this article. It used to go around in all the bulletins from time to time when the oh, Hubble Space yeah. Telescope was launched. They were able to see all the way back to the Big Bang and account for every day but one day. That's and the day of Joshua's day the, the or something. Joshua's day. Yeah. And then uh, whenever uh, whenever, whenever Joshua was fighting, no, what, what day? Uh, there when, was two, there, there's two different times yeah. in the Bible, or three. Oh, is, that, it, is it Hezekiah, the dial of yes, the sun? the dial of the sun was sun. turned back. Yeah, yeah. And then Joshua fighting in the valley, uh, the, the day was extended. So Those were the only win. two days unaccounted for. Or well, something. it wasn't the two days. It, it, it combined. It combined okay. made a day. Yeah, and like that's it. And like people, like look, just logically, you can't see a negative <laughs> in a progression of time. If 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 you look back in time and look at your progression, and there's something not there, you can't see it. It's not like there's a black hole. It's yeah. like when I edit video. If I edit something out. There's a little magnet tool on my deal. So when I when if if I edit out something and it leaves a hole, the magnet deal takes over and it goes boom. And it's as if it's never there. The only way you can know it's missing is if you observe it in its progress, and that would be time travel. Yeah. It's not my, possible my, for my them to do that. Shared this forever. I bought I mean, I'm not, I'm I'm not I'm pointing it out at everybody. I bought into it. I thought it was real too. But it's yeah. because every adult in my life told me it was real. 
And it's like these crazy things that go about, and it's like just just think about it for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, the whole idea about the eagle, every four, every, every what is it? Every uh, an eagle lives about forty years, then it flies off into a mountain, and it and it plucks all of its feathers out. It breaks its beak off on a rock. It scratches its talons off on a rock, and its beak grows back. Its talons grow back, and its feathers grow back. This takes so many days. This takes like three weeks. And then the eagle soars anew. And they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall fly, mount up on wings as a, as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Not be faint. And that's where that comes from. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> that doesn't happen. It's not real. And I've heard people say that story as yeah. if it were true. I said, yeah. just think about it. So you think eagles live another 40 years after they do this? And, and <laughs> you think it's possible that an eagle can store up enough, a bird can store up enough calories to grow back beak, talons, and feathers while also <laughs> fasting? <laughs> yeah. Let's say it's, it's doing this by a source of water. Forget the water. It's just fasting for the time it takes to do all of this. Kind of makes me think of the fox, the phoenix on Harry Potter. <laughs> Not the exactly, same, but it's like he just boom, he comes it's back. Almost exactly the same. Yeah, it's yeah. Like it's not really the same, but but, but it's, it's almost exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boom, and he comes back. And all Dumbledore's got style, you know. Yes. But it, it reminds me of that passage of scripture, and I never understood it till I started studying some of these things in Second Corinthians chapter. I always get the chapter wrong. It's eleven or twelve. It's eleven. All right. Would to God that you would bear with me a little in my folly, and indeed bear with me. I'm jealous over you with a godly jealousy, for I have espoused you to one husband that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. But I fear, lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. You people follow anything. You, if somebody comes along and waves a shiny trinket in front of you, you're going to follow it. You're going to you're like you're like a fish with a, with a spinner bait. You're going to chase it, yeah. and you're going to bite it, and then you've gotten. You you've got. Well, we mentioned well, we mentioned this weeks ago. Yeah, we mentioned this weeks ago. But it's like the the eye the cam the camel going through the needle's eye. I don't know where people got that. But it's do you know farce, Tony? You know, hours after you and I were live, may have been the next day. There were a few other people commenting on the video. I don't know if you saw that when we said that, and they were saying, "Yeah, I've always heard that too." And they were kind of talking like it was real. I didn't yeah. say anything. I just left it be because I thought if they watch the video, they'll see what we said. But you know, you know something else I've heard all my life. All right, the high priest, his vestment had bells on the edges. Yeah, they would. the 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 priest would tie a rope around his ankle every year when he had to go into the most holy place. If if the bell stopped jingling they knew that they had to pull the rope and, and pull his dead body out. Yeah, I've heard that too. Where? Where, where you, is that from? How do you how, how can you know that? I, that's I've just, never been able to find a, a scholarly source 
And there's there's something else I've never been able to find a an, a good scholarly source from a lexicon is this idea of Ephesians five eighteen and Mathutheski or Mathusko means well it mean Paul meant be, begins the process of being drunk. So it's a sin to even begin the process. That is illogical. It's a sin to be drunk. Period. Mm-hmm. But when you drink, you are drunk. That's the way grammar works. So mm-hmm. we we have argued this illogically all through the years. And I don't think Ephesians 5.18 condemns uh, beverage alcohol other than wine. Uh, it doesn't condemn beverage alcohol of beer and whiskey because <laughs> it's be drunk with wine. Yeah. If If you condemn beer and whiskey, you've got to take with wine out of the verse, and that's not how we treat the Bible. So now that doesn't mean I think you're okay to drink beer and whiskey if if you leave wine alone. We're commanded to be sober, and we are commanded not to be drunk. You can't drink, folks. Yeah. Period. Unless it's for medicine. All right, I'm done with that. But again, being careful how we argue. But you got to be careful because if you argue illogically. If you support a premise that is not true, no, if you, excuse me, let, let me, let me, let me see if we can follow this. You help me out, Aaron. If we, like for instance, this is going to be hard for folks to hear, smoking cigarettes is not an inherent sin. It is a scruple. If we argue that it is inherently sinful, then someone with some Bible knowledge is going to come along and going to show how it's a scruple. What an adult does is say, oh, okay, so it is a matter of judgment. That just means I just can't smoke. Smoking's still not good. But a 16-year-old whose frontal cortex hasn't developed like a 30-year-old's has, (laughs) hears those arguments defeated, so the premise is you should not smoke. A, a, a Christian has no business smoking. That is a premise by which I will stand, behind which I will stand. But if I support it with because smoking is inherently sinful, well, if if that if if my supporting proposition is destroyed, if my argument is destroyed, a faulty argument, I would just say, well, I still shouldn't smoke. But a 16-year-old will take that as permissive. Yeah. And they will smoke. Yeah, because well, you because they because the opponent has showed that the yes. that the uh, proposition is faulty. Yeah. Wrong wrong premise. But yeah, the wrong premise does not a faulty proposition make. And what happens is when you have a faulty prop when you have a uh, a a good proposition with faulty arguments and the arguments are defeated. Immature people take that as, well, right. that's a faulty prom- premise. Therefore, I have permission to do whatever it was we were arguing against. And yep. that's why it, Christians need to be very careful about how they yeah, argue. It's, it's, it's arguing with a broken sword, as some have called it. It's uh, fighting with a broken sword. Or fighting. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah. That's yeah. it. But, but yeah, arguing is. And, yeah, and, oh, absolutely. The word argue has a lot of stigma. Oh, it's yes, Theologomenos. It it's, uh, it's debate. To debate your uh, calls, yeah, yes, it's it's used in the Book of Acts quite often. Mm-hmm. Uh, they went into the they went into the synagogue and they 
they argued. That's Acts 17, one through three. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. All right. At least I think it's dialogue menos. Don't hold me to that. There are dialogue. Yeah. There are a lot like that. There are a lot of examples like that. First Corinthians fourteen thirty four is another one. People just we really struggle with the fact that some verses do not apply to us. That's we it. really struggle with that in the church. And First yep. Corinthians fourteen thirty four is one of those. Let your women keep silent. Yeah. You know, well every even, every woman that I own is silent in the church. <laughs> yeah. So every woman that belongs to me. That's right. So like but if she's totally silent, and if that verse applies, then she well, can't I, sing. I she know. can't whisper, Tony, I got to go to the bathroom. I'll be back in a minute. That's a, that would be a sin. But she is silent when I'm preaching, and she don't try to explain what I've just said. <laughs> right. <laughs> Absolutely. That's what that means. That's what wives of you prophet, the prophet's wives, you need to shut up and let him do the work. You're not the prophet. Yeah. That's yep. what that means. That's right. All right, that, and that's what we learned from it today. It don't apply to us because we don't have prophets. But what you learn from it is just like First Timothy two teaches. Yeah, the women need to be quiet. Now, I would push back on that. We do have prophets. I've made that case before. Ah, yeah. You and I are prophets. We are just not miraculously inspired. Mm-hmm. We tell we do the same thing. Do the today same that work. The prophets did in the first. It's true. We tell forth the word of God. Just have it from a different source. Have it from a different source. We have it indirectly from God instead yes. of directly from God. Yes. Yeah. I, and in fact, I think that, I, I don't think that, Aaron, I don't think that you and I should hold the title prophet today. Too much confusion, but Absolutely. I think the title prophet is more scriptural than preacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go on about that, couldn't you? Yeah, I, I sure could. Again, well, we I did don't... talk about that last time a little bit with yeah. preacher because, yeah. but we tend to be called well, I think we're called preacher because people think we're the pastor. Oh, preacher and pastor are synonymous. They are, even in and, the church, and, sadly. And the way you know is because a good church of Christer will meet a good Baptist, and the Baptist to say, well, you church of Christers don't have pa- or you your, your church of Christ pastor, and the good church of Christer will say, no, we don't have pastors. We have preachers. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a pastor. I'm a preacher. No, we do have pastors. Yeah, what is it in reality? Exactly. Not just in right. word. That was a brief excursus brought to you by rant.com. Yeah. And uh, let's get back to the video. All right, so. Go ahead. We watched this video about Revelation. I thought it was good. Remember, any any argument about the end of times based on something that is found in modernity is going to be, forgive me, stupid. Um that's it. Yeah. Awesome. David, sorry. It said I had a momentary, forgive me for being a little crude. I had a momentary anal cranial inversion. <laughs> um, David James Stafford. And I, my brain is messed up. I can't remember if he goes by David. It's David. He goes by David. Yeah, I think All so. Right, I'm done yeah. with that. I, and I know him, like I know him from real life, so I'm, I'm embarrassed. All right. <laughs> Prophet, one who is sent, the word tells us that we are to speak for God, First Peter 4.11. That's mm-hmm. it. And even First Peter 4.11 has some specific context that don't apply to us because we can't speak for God in, in that way. But that general, that general mm-hmm. application is to everybody upon whom it falls 
to tell forth, forth tell the word of God. Now, if you got somebody that says they're foretelling the word of God, that means they're getting the word from somewhere other than this source. Well, they're a false prophet. Yeah. Anyway, good stuff. Besides, besides the second coming, and we don't know the exact hour of that anyway. We just know the fact that it will happen. There's nothing in the future that we can predict. We don't That's do it. any of that future telling That's type it. prophetic work. That's it. But the fourth telling of God's word. Yes. And and please yep. don't leave this podcast or live stream. Awesome. Yep. That's yep. it. I meant to put that so we learn to speak the revelation of God. We have and, the completed word, absolutely. And I hope and the I passage, didn't communicate to anybody that I thought you were thinking the other. So, yeah. And the passage that he comment. mentioned, the passage he mentioned, you know, some people that are, they don't want the simple gospel anymore. They're looking for something different. They're like, well, the old adage, you know, speak where the Bible speaks and be silent where the Bible says. That, that started with Alexander Campbell and these kinds of things. Look, 1 Peter 4.11 teaches that. 1 Peter 4.11, if anyone it, it, speaks, let him speak the oracles of God. That means speak where God has well, spoken and shut up where God hasn't. Well, That's what it means. And if anybody minister, how should he minister? Minister as God supplies. That's all that is, speak where the Bible speaks, be silent where the Bible silent. Yep. Do minister Bible things in Bible ways and call Bible things by Bible names. That's still speaking, yep. speaking, doing. That That's speaking, ministering. Yep. So... Uh, okay, again. get off your soapbox, Aaron. We want to go to the next video. Well, yeah, yeah. I had <laughs> riled up. I know. Get riled up. Thank you, David. And and, and look, yeah. I, I knew that you went by as David, by David, as much as I know that I go by Tony. In the moment, it was like a vacuum, a black hole <laughs> in my brain. And scary. If you all, if Aaron would have said, Tony, I'll give you $1,000 to tell me which one he goes by, I'd have had a 50-50 chance of getting it right. Anyway, it's just my poor old mind. I don't know if I'm getting old or I don't know if if if, if something else is happening. But anyway, I'm, I'm just going to stop talking about that right now. We've got one more video, and I remember what this one is. It's a video about Jordan Peterson, and we still are on the, um, we still are on the golden thread here of, Learning to argue logically. This last video is the foundation of that. And I've got some things to say about that. And I'm 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 grateful to have Aaron here to bounce this off of because it'll make it a lot better. You ready, Aaron? Yeah, go ahead. Freedom of speech in that. Why should your right to freedom of speech trump a trans person's right not to be offended? Because in order to be able to think, you have to risk being offensive. I mean, look at the conversation we're having right now. You know, like you're certainly willing to risk offending me in the pursuit of truth. Why should you have the right to do that? It's been rather uncomfortable. Well, doing what you should do, which is digging a bit to see what the hell's going on. So and that you, is what you should do. But you're exercising your freedom of speech to certainly risk offending me. And that's fine. I think more power to you as far as I'm concerned. Except you haven't sat there and I'm just trying I'm just trying to work that out. I mean <laughs> Ha, gotcha. You have got me, you have got me. I'm trying to work that through time. my head. Yeah, yeah. It took a while. It took a while. It did, it did, yeah. It took a while. Okay, so first off, I'm gonna Okay, they're done. 
I'm going to set this up. Uh, Jordan Peterson and Kathy Newman did like a almost four hour interview. She was so terrible to him. He would basically say, I believe that the gender pay gap is existent and it is because of other things besides gender. You know, women work different jobs than men. On average, women take go into fields that pay less than men. Um, on average, women work fewer hours than men. So it the gender pay gap is not because of a patriarchal hierarchy. Oh, so what you're saying is women have no hope and should just be okay with being <laughs> second-rate citizens. Like, that's the kind of stuff she would do. Yeah, what do you there, call that? Jumping to conclusion. What do you I, call that? Well, I don't I, know. There, There's got to be a word for it, though. But it was a very bad interview, and I watched the whole thing. It's like four, three or four years old now. But in this, she thought she had him trapped. She's like, so why should your pursuit of, of truth then, or, or why should your Free freedom speech. of speech yep. allow you to be offensive? Well, it's because without the freedom of speech, without freedom of speech and without being offensive, you cannot test ideas. Right. And we have fallen into this with the church. Um, we, we, had a, we had a woman up here in Strathmore withdraw fellowship from the entire church, although she doesn't know that's what she did, because she withdrew fellowship from me because I do not teach that Jesus walked around looking like a zombie with the wounds of the crucifixion. I think it is more logical that he walked around in a perfect and whole body and that whenever he told Thomas, well, reach your hand in here, nobody ever reacted with the wounds. There's no place in Scripture where the wounds are existential. They're only spoken about in presuppositional ways uh, and, and, and innuendo and nuance Nobody ever act, interacts with them. I don't believe they were there. I made sure to say, this is not a matter of fellowship. She found five preachers and two elders that disagreed with me and said that I was a false teacher. <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, hit, hit your wagon, sister, and we can pull because I can find you five preachers and two elders that agree with me. Yep. And mine probably got more clout than yours does. Yeah, in the Church of Christ, you that's know. just that's just who can flex the largest or who can jump exactly. the highest kind of thing. But but she but she withdrew fellowship from me and from the church, and so she well, drew a line you didn't draw. She drew a line I didn't draw. Yes, right. But, but the reason we have these issues like that is because for the last fifty years, it seems. Leaderships of congregations have been leading and, and, and shepherding the flock based on being offensive or not offensive. At the Strathmore Church of Christ where I was, they were not godly men there. They wanted to lead that flock and shepherd that flock, and they still do that, not based on what God said, but based on what would make the fewest amount of people offensive. <laughs> that's if not leading. Was, no, that's not leading at all. And my, my point is, if, if somebody's offended and they want to leave, tell them bye because they were never here in the first place. We have to risk being offensive to preach the truth of God's Word. Absolutely. And one of the worst things, what will send an elder to hell quicker than anything, 
is to fire a faithful gospel preacher who's preaching the truth of God's word, and he causes a faction of the congregation to be offended, and that small faction of the congregation gets offended, goes to the elders, and gets that man fired. Yeah, that's the eldership that's just trying to please the people. That's it. God, that reminds me of, what is it, John 12? They, they believed on him, but they wouldn't confess him because they were afraid to be cast out of the synagogue. They wanted to keep their social circle. That's it. That's it. Or or their money. Yeah, or their, that too. Oh, I cannot tell you how. I yeah, why a post on Facebook years ago that said, if you are leveraging your attendance against getting what you want in the congregation, well, comma, bye, comma, you yep. were never here in the beginning. Yep. I got so much flack from that. I can't believe you'd say that. We need to love people. No, we need to get rid of goats. Yep. Goats yep. have no place in the in the flock. That's Read right. Matthew 25. That's right. Now, we don't need to get rid of goats. I mean, I, there, there's a sense, rather, in which we don't By preaching and teaching. But by God gets rid of the goats. Yeah, by, by preaching, preaching and, and teaching and discipline. Yeah. That he's commanded us to do, mind yes. you. It's not a power trip. Yes. Listen, those who claim that faithful preaching is a power trip and is done by faithful preaching and and it's a person that, that loves it, they've devoted their life to it and to the people, <laughs> it's just somebody excusing sin. That's that, all that it is. is. That it is. That it is. So the, the, the golden thread for these three videos that we've watched is the truth. You have to be logical. If you cannot simply speak the truth in a logical fashion, there is no hope. And I know why, and I am, what's the word? I'm, I've lost the word, Aaron. I am, this is not the word, but this word works. I am compassionate and understanding of people who look at the church of Christ and say, well, y'all are just another denomination. Somewhat sympathetic. I guess, Sympath- that's what I wanted. Sympath- I'm yeah. sympathetic to that, mm-hmm. to that accusation. Yep. I don't think it's true in most cases. But in some cases, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, and the way Pardon you've, me. and interesting, the way you've said Church of Christ, I mean, I preach on I that. I said that on purpose. I, I preach on that often here. It just gets thrown in because I think it's a common problem that's going to take us years of preaching to create a new generation in the church. I'm yes, so happy. I, after preaching on that off and on, one of my elders does the sign out here on the road. <laughs> He has a, a a blip or whatever, not a blip, but he has a thing that comes up. A blurb. And it, yeah, a blurb. And it comes up and it says, we aren't church A, church a Christ. Yeah. We're Christians. I didn't tell him to do that. I didn't ask him to do it. And I saw that. I was like, whoop, whoop. Like, yeah. I see it. That's what we're trying to say. I'm we're not you, church a Christ. No. But, boy, we're really hurting ourselves when we talk about it like that. We and, sure look, I'm are. as southern as they come. I'm from the heart of Dixie. I'm from Alabama. I, look, yeah. I, you're, I you're get it. You're more south than me, man. Look, I get it that we're like Church of Christ. Church of Christ. I, I get it. But for for T, we got to stop that because it's it's denominationalizing the church. We, we have to be logical. We have to use logical arguments. We have to – we uh, listen, I think more Christians ought to listen to Jordan Peterson – Ben Shapiro, Michael Knowles, Matt Walsh, and uh, Dennis Prager. Why do these I are, say that? These are some leading voices of logic. 
Well, it's it's logic. Mm-hmm. You don't have to agree with their politics. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with all their politics. Right. Ben Shapiro religiously is an Orthodox Jew. Yeah. Uh, Dennis Prager is a Jew. He's not Orthodox per se. Um, Michael Knowles is a and Matt Walsh are for full blown Catholics. Andrew Clavin is a ecumenical. Um, and I don't agree with them on a whole lot when it comes to things. Right. But they, they, if you if you listen to them and how they discuss things, you will just by osmosis learn how to argue. Especially if you listen to Ben Shapiro arguing against abortion and uh, and and some other stuff and transgender and stuff like that. And the the movie, the Michael Knowles movie, What Is a Woman? I mean, Matt Walsh movie, What Is a Woman? Should be a must see for Christians. Because it's what is a woman, and he makes the case that a woman is an adult human female, and he never makes a case from religion or the Bible. Yeah, it's not necessary. No, no, it's not. You don't need to. But he, he, and this is where, this is the final conclusion of this stupid, well, we can't be offensive to anybody. You have Vanderbilt in in Tennessee, in Nashville, Tennessee, saying it makes a lot of money doing sex changes on children, so let's offer them. Yep. People. Yep. You said it come. Well, it, it look that's just California, New York. It, it can't come to awesome. no it, Nashville, Tennessee, Vanderbilt. Breast, uh, uh, breast, double mastec- elective double mastectomies, vaginoplasties, and I can't remember what they call making a penis. So they 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 do a vagina of uh, a, 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 a pseudo vagina. They will take a penis. They will make a wound. They will invert it, and you have to use a cylindrical metal object to keep the wound from closing up. A lot of times, there's so much complications. You're doomed to a life of uh, follow-up visits. That's why they want this to happen. It's the money. Yeah, with uh, yeah. with a woman who has a vagina, they they take f- a strip of flesh from the forearm and they make a phallus. It's gross, yep. and they're doing this. Uh, you you can't you, you for for a to make a, fo, a a pseudo penis and to to this strip I think you've got to you can do it a lot earlier than you can where you make a, a vagina a, a pseudo vagina so a young man getting his testes and his penis removed and being turned into a having it turned into a vagina you can do it you have to wait till later because you have to wait till there's enough material more money. Yes, but they're doing this to children. Years ago, we said, hey, these drag queen story hours, they're coming after our children. Well, you don't need to be offensive. That's not true. They just think that is dress up. Yeah? Okay, look where we are in 2022. Here we are. You said we shouldn't be offensive, so we stopped being offensive. Now, they're doing double mastectomies in Tennessee on girls as young as 14. Yeah, and they start that hormone blocker stuff at I don't, way early. F- 
five or eight years or something. I, yeah, sometimes as some, early as three. Yeah. And incidentally, in certain states in the United States, it is possible that if you do not affirm your child's gender, the state will take them away from you. Wow. In the United States of America, it has happened. It has yep. happened several times in Canada, and Canada is just the canary in the coal mine for the United States. But And the reason we've got there can't be offensive. The worst thing that we have done to this generation, to, to the last three generations, is save them from blushing. Yep. Now they cannot have the, they don't have the, the ability to blush. Yeah. Because we have, we have normalized in the minds of people, all these sinful behaviors. Yes. And I, I just, I have no respect for these unbelievers who, who know exactly what they're doing in promoting yeah. these things. And they sit back and they say things like, well, Christians just try to manipulate people's lives and force them to obey God. And these little children shouldn't have to be forced to go to church and forced to believe in God and forced to go to a school system that teaches them about God and all this. And they turn right around and force the children to do the direct opposite yes. of that. It's like, I have no respect for that. You lost me long when, when ago. I, when I was a little child, I had to be forced to wipe my behind, or it would ruin my little underwears. <laughs> yep, uh, I'd be forced to take a shower, a bath mm -hmm. at the time. I, you know, I'd yep. be, I'd be forced. Yep. Why don't you yep. force them to, like all of the stuff that I was forced to do as a child, I never did give up. Yep. Mm hmm. Something to think about there. Yep. Something to think about. Anyway, I didn't want to, I didn't want this to devolve in just a rant about that, but I think it's good that it did. I mean, that's yeah. that's 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 the logical conclusion of not being offensive. Well, and and one more thought on that that I have is these sure. same unbelieving people that are so liberal, and I sadly have some in my own family. They will say things like, "Well, it'll never get to that point." They said that twenty years ago. They said that, that ten years ago. The same thing about the whole. Uh, child molestation and the what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, pedophilia. pedophilia. Yeah, the same. You know, 20 years ago and before that, the conservatives, the logical-headed people, were saying the this is going to devolve into that, and they were going, "No, it won't. That's just Bible thumping idiocy." Yep. That's and here we are. What, and what here we are. Called, it's called normalcy biased. Yep, normalcy biased. Oh, it's just look. Things are going to go along the way they've always gone along. <clears throat> that's it. Um, yeah, I'm blushing and embarrassing to even hear about this, Christine Woodall. That's it. I mean. Hey, I'm glad you are. That means you have a tender heart. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and all we're trying to do is educate biblically on it, you know. And, and, and some people might say, well, Tony, y'all shouldn't talk about that publicly. Where should we talk about it? I remember listening to B.J. Clark talk about abortion and and do, do his sermon at the lectureship. He talked about pictures. He said, now, I would never show pictures like this publicly, but he described them. And my point is like, why would you not? Yeah. Why would you not show them publicly so people know? Expose it. So that so that if, if you see the pictures of these little dead babies, these little candy apple babies, is what yep. they're called that have been burned with the saline solution. Yeah. If you show them, 
maybe when it comes time, and I might be called Trumpian. If you call me Trumpian, you're a bigot and a racist. Yeah. But maybe you will be incensed enough to get out there instead of vote for Democrats, vote for Republicans. Because if you vote for Republicans in the United States of America, you're going to get less dead babies. Yeah. You're not going to get the trans people in your school indoctrinating your children like it's World War II and, and, and the Nazis are indoctrinating the young people. Yep. Absolutely. Well, that's Trumpian rhetoric. I don't, nobody's mentioned Trump except the people calling me Trumpian. Yeah. But all we did one day was go through bullet point, the Democratic Party platform, and what they promised to do. And we're like, can you vote for that and, uh, as a Christian? Yeah, in good conscience. What are you? Yeah. Because if you support Democrats, that's what you're supporting. If you support if you support Republicans, it might not be it might not be inherently good, but at least they're saying that hey, we're going to kill less babies. We're going to we're going to keep your children from being trans. We're going to say that we're you're not, not going to be able to do sex changes on yeah. children. Yeah, we're not going to give them hormone blockers when they're it's three or five years old. Hormone therapy. I don't care about any other form of politics except. What are they and and if you want to know if you want to know who's in power and look at who you are not allowed to criticize. Ah. Look at what gets you shut down. They're like, well, Tony, you're not being shut down. We we're not even a blip on their radar. <laughs> yeah, that's why. You we're you give us you, you give us fifty thousand yeah hey you give us a hundred thousand listeners and they'll shut us down yeah um, you know I will say it's hard to use the term Christian when the world has run off with that term to mean a myriad of things that are not scriptural <laughs> I'm with you and and Paige I get that but I, I don't let people appropriate terms away from me I use yeah. the word witness as a verb because that's one of the usages of the term. Um, I, I use the word going, I use the phrase going to church because that's a scriptural or at least a logical term. Going um, to assembly. Yeah. Yep. I use the word, uh, I use the word, uh, Christian. Uh, what else do I? Pastors was, for elders. Pastors. Which... Yeah. Several things. Um, that's it. Moral values, Christine. And, um, this one, David, David Stafford says, there's a reason they call it progressivism. It never stays at bay. I'm sure the statistics of those who commit suicide who have had sex surgeries is astronomical. It's, it's, yes, it's, it's a 45% uh, suicide rate. And that the transgenders have the highest suicide rate of any studied demographic in the history of man, even more so than Jews during World War II in the concentration camps in Germany, Poland, and all that, the, they have a higher suicide rate than Africans who were, uh, who were sold into chattel slavery uh, during the dark time in our U.S. history. They have a higher suicide rate than any other demographic, and it does not diminish, the suicide rate does not diminish as the uh, societal acceptance uh, increases. So right. you would think, well, in 2022, the suicide rate should be going down because everybody 
accepts it. Everybody yeah. accepts transgenderism. Yeah. Still, a 45% suicide rate. The only thing that affects that is if people get the help that they need. And this is going to sound weird. This is kind of a secular talk. This is kind of secular right now. If you have a young person, like a girl, who thinks she's a guy, statistically, that girl will grow up and she will grow up and, and, and be a lesbian. But she will understand that she's a girl. The suicide rate there goes down from above 40% to almost nothing. Because she knows her gender identity. Yes. She's just acting out in a way that's not yes. right. Yeah, she, she's, she's not acting moral. But she's yeah. she's not being she's not yeah so, her identity uh, yes but if you if you affirm gender at that early age and lock that person in then you are you are you are constraining her to a demographic where there's almost a one in two suicide rate think wow. about that. It's terrible, and I've heard there's just tons of, of, I don't know the words. I have heard for years, even back. I remember when I was a kid growing up. I heard, and I hadn't done any, any looked at serious studies. You maybe you can back some of this, but I've just, I've always heard that there's a lot of um, dishonesty, lack of trust and loyalty, and breaking up and getting. You know, there's a lot of swapping of partners among, and I know that's true of heterosexuals too. But oh yeah. But there's a the very, very low level of trust among this gender gender fluidity stuff. Oh yeah, I didn't well, say that right. But yeah, fluidity. So, when you, when you look at like the difference between uh, gendered homosexuals, first off, the funny thing is the the LGBT the T negates the L B and G. Because bisexual means that gender is binary. The L is lesbian. Well, if you're if if I'm a if I'm a woman with masculine traits, that means I'm a man. That's what the T, that's what the transgender says. The G, gay, L G B L G gay. If I'm a man with feminine qualities, that means I'm a woman. So there are no more lesbians and there are no more homosexual there are no more gay men. <laughs> yeah. Because if you're if you're three years old and you want if you and you're a boy who likes dresses, they're going to put you on puberty blockers. You're a girl, right? You're not just gay. So you're getting rid of gay men, getting rid of gay men, getting rid of gay women, women. lesbian women, and gay men hate the transgender movement ah because it erases them ah ton of infighting there. And think about Bruce Jenner. Yep. Men are better in every way than women, even at being women. Because Bruce Jenner was not even a woman for a year, and she won Woman of the Year. <laughs> that's the message, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. That's the so, message it's portraying. True first and second wave feminists who only try to fight for women's rights and not for women's superiority they also hate the transgender movement. Yep. Because the transgender movement erases women. Yep. The definition of a woman used to be internal. It used to be, hey, 
You don't have to ha have big boobs and red lips and blonde hair to be a woman. Right. A woman is who you are on the inside. Of being a woman is immutable. You can yep. put on overalls and run with the boys and still be a woman. Yep. Now they say, hey, unless you have big boob, red lips, and blonde hair, you're not a woman because if you want to have big boobs and red hair, even if you have a penis, then you're a woman. They have they have taken what a woman is and yep. made it a caricature. Yep. Where your identity is no longer immutable. It's now now if you're a woman and you and you like to wear flannel shirts and blue jeans, well, you're not a woman. You're a man. Yep. Like, no, no, I'm still a woman. I just like what I like. No, no, no. You don't have a right to that anymore. Yep. Yep. Which is why the suicide rate. Yep. But but the LGB part of the T community, they do not like the T's. Yeah. Because the T erases all of these. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Oh. What a tangled web we weave when first we practice to deceive. Oh, I guarantee my. it. And the psychological damage it causes in individuals, like one, you know, like Christine, identity crisis, you know. Yeah. It's, mm. Yeah. Paige Parrish says, I have really become mindful in, the way, in what worldly entertainment I allow myself because I do not want to become hardened or callous to inappropriate attire, language, or thoughts, et cetera. That's good. Yep. And uh, Christine Woodall's identity crisis, a period of uncertainty and confusion in which a person's sense of identity becomes insecure, typically due to change in their expected aims or role in society. Yes, and, and, and that actually happens. And when you take a person that is in that state of mind and solidify them in something that they are intrins intrinsically opposite, that's when you have the internal uh, 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 dissonance that mm -hmm. causes a mental breakdown. Anyway. Yeah. All yeah. of this, all of this last, what, 10 minutes or so, because we need to be able to be logical and speak the truth and logical in our arguments and speak it regardless of who is offended. Yes, that ties back into what you're saying about the gospel is not let's please people and not offend people. Jesus said some of the most offensive things in the mind of the world to the largest crowds, like and, the, and, like when the crowds would get thicker, he would say some of the hardest things. Like you know, you got to hate your mom and dad. And, and, you got to hate everything. You got to deny everything about yourself if you're going to follow me. You know how we know that they were offended by it? <laughs> walked with him no more, and they ultimately killed him. They, they killed him. <laughs> I know. They killed it's him. Like, I love to use this illustration. It's simple. They didn't kill Jesus and the apostles because they went around door knocking, inviting people to a social. Hey, That's you want to come eat do hot dogs and go to VBS? We have a good program for your kids. That's, That's not it. why they killed Jesus. You mentioned money a minute ago. Mm. If it's the case, and I'm convinced it is, that Jesus publicly cleansed the temple twice, once at the beginning and once in the last week of his life, ooh, ooh, he exposed what they were doing financially. Yeah, when you mess you when you mess with very ungodly people with their money, they'll kill you for it. Guarantee. Well, uh, JFK was going to expose the Fed and try to go to go against the Fed. Look what happened to him. He didn't last very long. Uh, Poor guy. 
a little farm boy named Lee Harvey Oswald from about 400 yards away shot him four times from a moving in a moving vehicle. Like, <laughs> come on, come on. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I used to shoot uh, back home, and I know what it takes to hit a 400-yard shot, and I've hit those 400-yard shot. Come on. All right, yeah. enough of that. Anyway. <laughs> Get on JFK here. By the way, for those interested, there's a Facebook group for yeah. JFK. <laughs> I mean, it. seriously, I'm in one, and I don't know oh, why yeah. I'm in it at this point because it's kind of overwhelming, but I thought, eh, I'll check this out, look at a few things, and now I'm like, I need to get out of there. I ain't got time for that. That's the truth. <laughs> Aaron, we got we got a we got a hush. Get off here. Yeah, we did pretty good with our time starting late, and now we've been about an hour and twelve minutes. Yeah. That's good. We did we did what we said we'd do. Pretty That's much. That's it. That's it. You got any? any you got any final thoughts? We just you know don't let the world hijack words that got that belong to God. Get you know as a child of God, get your words and your definitions and your way God uses words and behavior, all that. Get that from His Word and don't be ashamed of it. Yeah. That's truly loving God. That's truly loving your neighbor. Ooh, yeah, but- not holding back the truth and watering the truth down. That's not love. That's a lie. And people can yeah. go to hell for a lie. So don't you know? Don't buy into all this agenda that you got to love people. You got to love people. Yeah. Don't listen to the world. Listen to how God tells you to love yourself and love your neighbor and love Him. That's got. That's right. All right, guys. Uh, good closing thoughts from Aaron. I really hope you've enjoyed the show today. Uh, be sure to follow us on uh, uh, locals, the digital Bible study Be a supporter there. Uh, it's coming soon. We're about to start doing content for digital Bible study locals. Um, you'll you'll only be able to see it on the digital Bible study dot locals. Uh, dot com. If you're a supporter there, if you're if you're a member, you'll be able to see that it's posted, but you won't be able to see it. We want to offer added value to our supporters. And uh, other than that, if you want to support me directly, I, I'm only saying this because I'm putting this up on the podcast channel Cogitations. If you want to see the the archives or hear the archives in in a podcast form. Go to Cogitations. Just go to Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, and some others. Just type in Cogitations. You should you should see my smiling face in front of a microphone. You'll know you got the right place, and I and I and I upload these the same day that we record them. And uh, you can support me at www.nearchurches.com forward slash Cogitations. Uh, forward. No, hold on. Uh oh. Cranial anal inversion. Let me tell you. Thought you had that line memorized. <laughs> I, uh, well, I uh, <laughs> hold on. Uh, Patreon. www.patreon.com forward slash near churches. churches. Yeah. Is what I was trying to do. www.patreon.com forward slash near churches. And that's the way you can support me directly. And uh, other than that, look in the show notes for some other information. I guess we're going to get off here, Aaron. Uh, oh, and, and and thank you to the folks on the Two by Two uh, podcast Facebook page that watched. Uh, we're glad to have you in. And uh, one more time, Aaron, anything you'll say? No, that's it. Thanks so much for listening. Appreciate all the comments and plan to be with us next time too. Share this awesome. video if you enjoyed it and it gave value to your life. Awesome. God bless you folks.